0: So let's get down to business with another episode of Start Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. Let's get elevated. This is your host, Heather Steppy, co-founder of KC Hemp Company, bringing you all things cannabis to the hustle. Before I welcome our next guest on the Startup Puzzle, I want to let you know that today's episode of Startup Puzzle is sponsored by FullScale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. This guest, I am so excited to have on. I regularly do business with her. Um, she, is, she has more knowledge about CBD in the hemp industry than I do in my pinky finger, and I own the damn business. But without further ado, Dallas Norton with American Hemp Distributors, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm good, Heather. How are you? I'm doing great. Just enjoying this nice Wednesday morning.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm glad it's nice for you. We had a huge rainstorm come through like a half an hour ago. I don't know. Oh, no. Yeah.
0: Well, great day for being uh, inside recording a podcast. (laughs) Perfect day for recording a podcast. Yes. (laughs) Awesome. Well, uh, Dallas, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself and how you got into this industry and, you know, what you're doing with American Net Distributors?
1: Yeah, awesome. Um, Gosh, so I have been in the industry for about four years, um, kind of stumbled into it by, I guess, accident, if you will. But uh, my husband, who is actually uh, one of the co-founders of American Hemp Distributor, um, he had a friend in the industry who had sent us some samples, and this was probably back 2018, maybe? And, you know, I, at the time was struggling with um, stress management, anxiety, sleep, things of that nature. And we had these samples, didn't really quite know too much about CBD, but was familiar with cannabis, just like a lot of people. Um, And I started taking these products and after like a week, week and a half, um, you know, Ryan was like, Hey, like, are you feeling okay? You you seem a little bit different, a little bit lighter, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, well, thanks, whatever. No, I
0: was things like, are yeah. happier around yeah. the
1: house. <laughs> like, so, so you're good. No, um, but you know, my mood just changed overall, and I was finding myself more confident, comfortable, you know, able to handle um, the, the job that I was in was a pretty high stress, fast paced um, recruiting position. So mm. it was you know, a lot of um, dealing with people as your product and people are very unpredictable. So it was just a very high stress, fast paced environment. And after taking CBD, I just realized that it helped me to manage that a little bit more. And that was just huge for me because I had been on pharmaceuticals previously and, you know, I've tried the meditation and all of that, but it just didn't quite work for me. Um, so I fell in love with CBD. Um, we actually kind of got recruited into that company. And from there, it was really off to the races. Um, like I said, this plant means so much to me. I um, started with a big brand in Colorado and then um, we had started American Hemp Distributor just shy of about three years ago. And, um, you know, we're really here to provide quality, consistency, education in all facets of the industry, whether it's, you know, manufacturing, brands, supply chain. Um, And it's just something we're really passionate about, you know, really adding this into people's health and wellness routines.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. You know, I can tell you one of my favorite things about this industry and about everybody I've talked to that has come on to this podcast is every single person has been personally touched by the therapeutic effects of this plant. It is such an awesome thing because unlike any other businesses, you know, this one is really personal to a lot of people. And, um, so I recently had Dan on my show yep. who, uh, <laughs> is the partner you're speaking of, right? Dan Herder. Yep. Dan okay, Dan Good old He's, Dan Herder. <laughs> He's amazing. We, I had him on and one of the, you know, questions that I asked him, was like, if you had a golden ticket piece of advice for somebody in this industry, what what would it be? And (laughs) his, (laughs) yeah, his answer was, know your why. And that's my favorite, one of my favorite pieces of advice, because if you don't have a why, you will not be successful in this industry. People look at it and they're like, oh, money, it's new. There's all this money to be made. It's going to be these, you know, $20 billion industry in a few (laughs) years. And it's like, That's great and all, but it will chew you up and eat you alive and then spit you out and do it again. (laughs) Um, So I love when I hear people that are in this business with a personal story. And I think that those are really what makes such a successful, successful business person in, in the field. So it's great to hear that it's, it's had such an awesome impact on your life too. Yeah. You know, and and I think, like you said, that's where it
1: all starts. And then, you know, being in the industry, I know you and Kyle as well. I mean, how many people's lives have been changed by the product, you know, whether it's something small, like, gosh, you know, they had knee pain and it went away all the way up to big, like, you know, um, epilepsy, um, you know, cramps, migraines, like just so many different things, you know, the list goes on and on, but just feeling good. I mean, who doesn't want to feel balanced and feel good and get rid of some of these things that have just been lingering? Exactly. And, yeah.
0: Especially in today's society. I mean, like who doesn't struggle with stress management, especially <laughs> I mean, in America? Like let's get real. <laughs> and if you don't tell us your secret. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. I got something I need to sell you. <laughs> well, um, so, so tell me a little bit about, you know, your personal background with, with this plant. Um, I mean, I know you said you were working with a big company out in Colorado and then broke off and you guys created American Hip Distributors. So, so what's your role within this company? What is your designated area of expertise? Yeah, great question. So
1: within American Hemp Distributor, we, we really have, I guess, two separate divisions, if you will. And I play on on both uh, both divisions, but primarily in our supply chain solutions. So the two divisions that I'm speaking of kind of before I get into my main role, um, we are a wholesale distributor uh, for some really great high quality brands. And then additionally, we are a uh, supplier of pharmaceutical grade cGMP and ISO certified raw materials so
0: i primarily- What does pharmaceutical grade <laughs>
1: Yeah, so pharmaceutical grade, that really applies to um, how the product is handled and processed um, in accordance to specific standards. Now, our um, our extraction facility, um, and I'll kind of get to some of these certifications, also has a biopharma biopharma division. Um, so they have an active pharmaceutical ingredient certification, um, which kind of entails specific Handling processes, procedures to that level of of degree to make that a pharmaceutical grade product.
0: Okay, great. Yeah.
1: Um, But so I primarily work on the sales side of things. Um, You know, I work with some of our wholesale and retailers, but primarily um, my day to day is working with brands, contract manufacturers, um, hair care supplement manufacturers in the industry, educating them on our products our certifications, and then assisting them with supply chain and formulations for their um, brand, their products, etc.
0: Nice. So, yeah. you know, how, how have you seen that grow and change over the last few years? Because, you know, when we're talking about supply chain, it's it's fluctuated quite a bit <laughs> from the beginning of the industry when CBD really started booming and taking off to now, which it still is. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the market, uh, and this could just be me. Please correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like the market is um, still growing, but a lot of the fly-by-night companies are falling off. So we're starting to see a lot m- more of a, um, you know, superior product, uh, quality products coming out. High education. Y- y- are you seeing that from your end as well?
1: Yeah, you know, I absolutely am. Um, gosh, you know, like I said, when I got in the industry back in like 2018, it was kind of a free-for-all in regards to who was doing what, how things are being processed. You know, I know all of us have horror stories about, you know, buying isolate that was brown or chunky or wasn't even isolate at all, Um, you know, and that I don't find too much in the industry anymore. (laughs) Um, But, you know, there was so many crazy things that happened, you know, early on when I was in the industry and stories that I had heard from, you know, my clients or, you know, whomever else. And a lot of that like you said, has gone by the wayside. I think, you know, there are still some, you know, facilities out there who just, you know, quick, quickly do products, maybe are not washing their isolates and things of that nature. Um, But, you know, a lot of people are moving towards more quality and compliance, which is fantastic. Um, you know, I think the, the big thing for the future of the industry, and it's just my personal opinion, because, you know, the FDA technically does not recognize CBD as a viable, you know, dietary supplement outside of right. dialects. Um, but I I really see, you know, the industry moving towards some of these, you know, certifications, um, you know, in the um, realm of GMP, ISO, NSF, et cetera, um, because they really just allow you to set yourself apart um, in the industry. And it really makes you self-regulate. And I think that's super important in our industry, you know, having consumables, topicals, et cetera, um, self-regulating and just really wanting to have the best. Best practices and procedures
0: in mm. place. Absolutely. And, and like I said, I've seen a lot of that, you know, fluctuation on our side too, as um, you know, final product uh, sales is people who are worth a shit and are actually care about the the patient and Mm -hmm. the client really are self-regulating. They're putting in those processes. They're making sure that they have the third-party lab testing. And a lot of people are doing it more than once. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that, that's definitely a trend we're starting to see as not only is the end product third-party lab tested, but your distillate or your isolate is, and then it is again, when you get it, it's done by your lab. I mean, so, you know, a lot of times you're seeing two or three different times where it's tested for purity and quality, um, which is such an important piece to this industry. If you ever buy any CBD based product, whether it's CBD or Delta eight or anything that comes from the hemp plant, please, for the love of God. Make sure that it is third-party lab (laughs) (laughs) tested.
1: Please, please. And, you know, third-party lab testing, that that can sometimes be a thorn, I think, in people's side because, again, there's no, I, I don't really think there's a consistent standard in regards to calibration, et cetera, right. there. So the other thing, you know, and again, with regulation compliance, you know, making sure that you're working with, you know, a potentially certified or compliant third-party lab, you know, ask these people about their processes and procedures, ask them about, you know, their variability rates and things of that nature, you know, don't be afraid to ask questions because that's the only way that again you are going to be set, be able to set yourself up for success and to your point please you know third party test um, you know that, that final third finished uh, product third party test is so important um, and you know also when you purchase raw materials, go ahead and get a second opinion. You know, if you are mm-hmm. if you are testing your finished goods with X Lab and your extract comes from Y Lab, you know, make sure you're also testing that extract at, at, at X Lab because that's what your finished goods product is going to line up with. You want to see, you know, any specific variability and you want to make sure, you know, that the product that you purchased, you know, is what you purchased. Exactly. Um, you know, like we said just a bit ago, that doesn't happen too often anymore, but, you know, double check your work. I understand it's an expense, but it's only going to make your product better, superior, and it's going to really have that customer, you know, um, satisfaction, um, because they, they really trust the process that you're going through and they're able to see, you know, step-by-step in those different labs.
0: Yeah. So you you guys have a lab, right? Yep. Okay. So you have a lab and you distribute uh, raw materials. That's correct. Yep. So then on the other side, you have wholesale distribution correct yep
1: <laughs> so lots of lots of you know good information it's it's been really cool in this you know specific business to not only you know understand supply chain extract you know what people are buying what people are creating but then also seeing you know the the finished goods you know what brands are selling best what types of products are selling best concentrations etc so it's been a super educational, um, you know, experience to kind of see all facets of the industry and, you know, see trends and, and all the, all of that stuff. It's, it's uh, really cool.
0: So, so what direction do you see the CBD industry trending? I mean, are you guys doing more on your lab side where you're selling raw materials or are you doing more on your wholesale side? Is it, what does that kind of ratio look like as far as the direction of the industry?
1: Oh, you know that's a good question and um, in regards to kind of the the split I guess you know it's probably a uh, I don't know 60 40 60 on supply chain 40 on wholesale if you will um, but um, you know it's uh, it's a uh, uh, it's an ever growing challenge. I think in this industry, you know, we see this with, you know, Delta eight over the past, gosh, you know, year or so now things like Delta 10, THCO, et cetera, are kind of coming out. And so the industry is also ever changing. And I think there are a lot of a lot of new and exciting compounds, um, including some additional minor cannabinoids. So, you know, that's been um, something interesting to see on both the supply chain side, and then how people are incorporating these things into their finished products. So, you know, they go hand in hand, really, because obviously, you can't have finished goods without extracts. But, you know, it's always kind of ever changing and evolving, as you know, um, extraction, or biomass, or even and, you know, education and understanding, um, you know, the cannabinoids, the terpenes, et cetera, how everything works. So it's kind of hard to put your thumb on exactly where things are going because there's always new information coming out, new and exciting information.
0: Yeah, that's, that's been something that we've kind of, you know, seen and obviously dabbled in a little bit too is uh, for a long time when we started our business, which was about four years ago as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was CBD. They, 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 that was it. It wasn't minor cannabinoids. It wasn't Delta. It, there was nothing. It was CBD. That's what you were working with. <laughs> and you had an isolate, which was just the CBD or a broad spectrum, which was had the THC removed or a full spectrum. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, obviously we're still seeing that as the staple of the industry, but what we're seeing is as this industry grows, as we're learning a little bit more about, the processes of the industry, how the plant works, how it works inside the body—we are seeing a lot more of these minor cannabinoids come out, um, and various ways of kind of—I don't want to say skirting the law, but we're going to go with skirting the law, sure, <laughs> uh, with regards to intoxication and psychotropic effects and benefits from you know hemp-derived compounds. Uh, so I, I find that interesting that you know it's still about a 60-40 split. You got people that are out there experimenting with different cannabinoids but -hmm. also selling you know high quality high-end brands um one of the one of my favorite things that I've kind of enjoyed watching in this industry is the quality of the hemp and how it's improved uh so can you tell me a little bit about that you know what's what's really the big difference between you know a USDA certified organic crop and just a certified organic crop and what does that look like whenever you're pulling you know a distillate and an isolate form of the those cannabinoids what effect does that have on the process Sure, and you know that's a
1: great question. And a lot of times, you know, I have people ask, you know, do you have you know certified hemp or certified organic? And to your point on the USDA organic and the organic, th- those are two different um, types of hemp because of the additional um, processes that go into being USDA certified. So that one cert, um, you know, the organic farming practices, you know, pesticides, etc. Um, the big thing with the USDA organic. Is As well is that um, in regards to how the product is grown, the plots of land that is all tended to so 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 precisely, and you have to turn over you know every so often as well. Um, So when it comes to you know the actual quality of the product, I mean you can you can see that in the way that you know it it, um, that it grows the um, the levels there as well, and then you know when it comes to um, extracting, you know it's just a more pure clean product. There's less refining that has to go through. Um, and then at at the end, you know, you have a a superior, very clean product.
0: So you can have an organic farm Mm -hmm. and an organic extraction process. Correct. Okay. Uh, Dig into that a little bit for me. What is, what's the difference between an organic extraction and a non-organic extraction?
1: So when it comes to the organic extraction, again, there's specific processes and procedures that are going to be put in place you know, by either the, the USDA certification there um, and how the product is handled. So when it comes to, you know, the extraction itself or, um, you know... Not- with solvents, with um, how the product okay. is cleaned up, etc. you know, all of those have to fall within the specific guidelines for, you know, USDA organic or organic. You can't just, you know, run of the mill, grab, you know, different solvents and things like that and just start the process. It has to be following a strict procedure instead of protocols that fall within, you know, that governing body and their, their regulations.
0: So the USDA, they have protocols for, CBD extraction um, specific or just they have specific extractions?
1: Um, Just for specific extractions. Okay,
0: cool. Because I was like, I know the FDA does not recognize CBD and there's some weird gray legality there. <laughs> on yes. some things.
1: Weird gray legality in lots of areas. <laughs> yes, yes, it's super fun
0: operating in this industry. <laughs> uh, yes. yes. <laughs> so that's that's interesting that, but that's great that you have, you know, like a set of protocols that kind of keeps you regulated and held responsible as well as the patient or client at the end, knowing that they're getting getting yeah. the highest quality.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, and that falls into so many different facets as well. And, you know, that's something that I see a lot in the industry in regards to people having, you know, whether they're an extractor or a manufacturer or a brand um, having, you know, compliance listed which is fantastic um but you know that next level is really having that certification and that really shows that they have taken the time energy effort and you know put their money where their mouth is as well in regards to getting that certification because they do you know they're very strenuous and rigorous um but you know it's uh, not it's not something that is unobtainable and i think you know uh to your point of where the industry is headed, I really think it is so smart for extraction facilities, for manufacturers, for these brands to look into some of the more common you know, certifications like the GMP, like the ISO, um, because those really do you know, help to allow you to put systems in place for your manufacturing, for your quality, for your consistency, just to set yourself you know, as a cut above the rest um, in the industry. So I know what GMP stands for.
0: What does ISO stand for?
1: (laughs) So GMP um, is the Good Manufacturing Processes, right? um, as you know. And then ISO is for the uh, Quality Management Systems. Okay.
0: And then you said
1: another one earlier too, NSF. NSF, yeah. So um, NSF, that is going to be for the National Sanitation Foundation. And NSF really, you know, sets the standards for public health protection, product testing, and, and material analysis.
0: Okay, so you just want all the letters... (laughs) <laughs> when you're in, um, distribution and you have a lab. Got it. Exactly. It's just, like a, it's just like, you
1: know, I saw something funny on uh, social media the other day. It said, you know, you can put PhD at the end of your name, nobody ever checks. Um, right. so it's, you know, with the letters and the numbers, but no. And again, you know, when you see these things listed, you know, do, 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 do some research, you know, call in and ask the company about, you know, their certifications or, you know, their, their compliance and things like that. And, um, you know, they'll, they should be able to, to tell you about that and have a conversation and, and, um, you know, there, there are other, you know, certifications, kosher, you know, active pharmaceutical API, which I had mentioned, um, national animal supplement council NASC. So, you know, there are a lot of things that people are doing to set themselves apart or to follow processes and procedures. So, you know, always take a look, um, you know, at normally it's at the bottom of page or there's a compliance section for, um, on, uh, websites, take a look at those and, and do some research or call in and ask the company, you know, about what those mean to them specifically
0: awesome yeah that's great advice you know always just taking that extra step when especially when you're manufacturing goods and products uh, for public consumption is is holding yourself responsible and holding your supplier responsible as well
1: absolutely and and to that as well you know um there are more and more you know specific manufacturing like contract manufacturing or private label uh facilities you know that are you know gmp certified or iso certified and having you know the ext- extract extracts of these certified that allows you to move into, you know, partnerships with those certified manufacturers. And, you know, I've also had um, clients ask me questions before, you know, they're like, if we, you know, purchase GMP or ISO certified goods are our goods technically, you know, Certified GMP and ISO. And the answer to that is no, because it has to be from start to finish. Um, so So, gosh, if you were buying, you know, certified raw materials of any kind, but then, you know, bottling them in just a standard warehouse or, you know, garage, God forbid, you know, you can't, you can't put that, you can't put that, that certification or that seal of approval. It does have to be handled all the way through. So again, that's why I've touched on how important it is for not only, you know, um, extraction, but manufacturing and the, the uh, business themselves.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I I've seen a lot of that in this industry where people are like, "Oh, well I bought organic goods and then broke it down and made it however I wanted to, but I'm going to sell it as organic." And <laughs> um unfortunately, that is part of the issue of having a non-regulated industry. Correct. Um it absolutely you know, is. We a lot of CBD business owners and uh businesses within this space are constantly like, "Please regulate us." And I know that sounds crazy, but it's like having standards and having um, specific practices that people can go off of is so much more healthy and safe. Uh, so it is a situation where we are quite literally begging the FDA, please regulate us. And it still hasn't happened. But hopefully, you know, like you said, self-regulation, people holding themselves accountable and really wanting to be the best. Um Hopefully that's that's going to get us through until until they do put some regulations out there for us.
1: You know, I I hope as well and and um gosh, you know, I I've, I've gotten a little flack here and there um, from people in the industry saying that I too really wish that, you know, regulation would come down. I just to your point, you know, having a set of standards for everybody to follow. Um, you know, that way, That if people don't want to follow it, then you're out, you know, right. and again, we talked about, you know, people are consuming this product, putting it on their body. It really is a health supplement. So, you know, the, the regulation I, I believe will be good for the industry. Will it throw us potentially some curveballs and, you know, rock the boat? Yes. But that is nothing any of us in this industry haven't handled or seen before. So, you right. know, we, we just keep going, keep moving forward.
0: Or any other industry, correct? <laughs> I mean, especially when you're talking about regulated goods, you know, alcohol industry. We're seeing it on the other side of our plant. You know, our marijuana friends—they're, mm-hmm. you know, have got stringent regulations. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to having them for ourselves. Yeah. I am going to take this opportunity to remind everybody that today's episode of Startup Hustle is sponsored by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. So Dallas, now that you've kind of broken down good manufacturing processes, what we need to be looking for in the industry, you know, what it takes to really set the gold standard for not only um, extracts, but wholesale distribution. I want to get down into a little bit more of the fun pieces, if you will. Um, so as I said earlier, one of the things we saw for a really long time in this industry was CBD. Mm-hmm. It was just CBD. It came in various, you know, styles or types, (laughs) Um, but it it was CBD. But now as we're learning more, as more research is being done, as we're able to kind of play around with this plant a little bit more, we're finding other minor cannabinoids in the plant that also have massive potential for therapeutic value. Yes. So I want to talk about those for a minute Um, for our listeners too, who, you know, might want to try a product or even are looking at getting into this industry just to see the various opportunities that there are outside of simply CBD. Um, So I know some of the major minor cannabinoids are CBG, which is cannabigerol. Am I saying
1: that right? Yep. I've heard it say cannabigerol as well. Um,
0: That sounds cooler. (laughs) I like it. Um, CBN, which is cannabinol and then CBDA and CBC. So will you talk to me a little bit about, you know, how you guys were able to start extracting these minor cannabinoids? What led you to these? Because there's over 120 or Ooh, 130? 130
1: yeah, plus. And gosh, you know what? I bet you there are so many more. So. Right. <laughs> that we just haven't found
0: yet. I mean, that, that is one thing that's so incredibly unique about this industry is, it had, because of the, uh, you know, scheduling of this plant for so long, people could not do research on it. I mean, you couldn't grow it and study it and research it. So, I mean, we really are learning so much every single day, the more we can play around with it. And the more we learn, the more awesome it gets. So, so how did these cannabinoids become the ones that, you know, people are focusing on and, and you guys start extracting as well?
1: Yeah. You know, I think, you know, the reason why these are, you know, mostly focused on, you know, CBG, CBN, CBC, you know, there's some of the, what I like to call, you know, air quotes, major, minor cannabinoids, um, because they are, you know, grown in more abundance. Um, Now, you know, you also mentioned like CBDA, CBGA all of the, um, you know, compounds have the acidic version. Um, okay. and so that, you know, normally when you have the biomass, um, you know, the, um, CB, or the acidic versions are still there until you kind of start going through that extraction process and the decarboxylation or the heating process during extraction. And so, um, you know, all of these compounds have, uh, somewhat of a heating or a boiling point, especially the, um, acidic compounds. And so those will flip into, um, you know, CBB, CBG. CBC, et cetera, um, at a specific, uh, boiling point, if you will, um, for, for lack of better terms, um, yeah. when it comes to, you know, extraction, um, you know, I'm not specifically on the extraction side of things. So I will do my, my best to kind of walk through some of this with you. <laughs> um, but you know, um, in regards to the, um, chromatography and remediation process where, you know, you are removing some of the additional fats, lipids, you know, separating the different compounds, um, you know, there are multiple, um, you know ways of extraction: CO2, ethanol, uh, lipid. Um, I've seen some other you know interesting methods that I'm not super familiar with, but I'm gonna do some more research on. Um, and you know, being able to either isolate these compounds, or you know, depending on also the biomass, you know, having higher minor distillates. Um, you know, as you know as well, you know, it's it's really fantastic to see a broader, a full spectrum distillate profile that has some of the additional miners because they all have their their own specific benefits and ways that they, you know, connect or attach with the inner workings of our endocannabinoid system. So, um, you know, they all play a specific part. And I think, you know, depending on what your needs or um, imbalances are, you know, there is a specific minor cannabinoid or, you know, formulation of such for, for you.
0: So do you, I mean, is this the future of the CBD industry is, custom formulations minor cannabinoids uh more specific targeting of you know spiking of certain minor cannabinoids in in a cbd mixture like what what's the future
1: yeah you know i i personally think the future is headed towards minor cannabinoids custom blended cannabinoids um, as well as terpenes you know there's so many benefits to not only the cannabinoids but the terpenes themselves and then the ratios in which you know all of those are included in you know a distillate product um, you know custom blended distillates can be done and it doesn't have to be by spiking with isolates you can actually combine you know fractionated um, distillates and and really keep the efficacy of the plant um, you know not to knock spiking at all I think you know there's a time and a place for everything and I um, again, you know, finding that specific formulation that's going to work for, you know, XYZ patient. I, I really foresee that being somewhat of the future, um, again, in conjunction with um, with terpenes.
0: Yeah. So I, at KCM Company, we've started making um, various products. We do a one-to-one um, CBD to Delta 8 right now. And we've got a couple other one-to-ones coming out soon <laughs> with the minor cannabinoids and terpenes. Uh, but, you know, like you said, it is a lot of trial and error. It's a lot of R&D. Um, mm-hmm. And at first it was kind of like, okay, let's just throw some things and, and see what sticks and see what works. And that became a very expensive R&D process. And now that we have a little <laughs> bit better understanding of... Um, the entourage effect of the endocannabinoid system and how these different, um, cannabinoids are working, we have a little bit more of a clear understanding of the approach to take when we're talking about, um, you know, the strength of the, the tincture bottles or our edibles. Um, but you know, a lot of people criticize this industry and they, they, they downplay what we're doing because they do feel like it's m- almost more of a science experiment, right? I mean, I'm not a pharmacist. Mm-hmm. I simply love natural health and wellness yep. um, and happen to get in very early in this industry and have been able to grow with it. Uh, but that's not the case for a lot of people. And so how do you, you know, this is, this is a question for me, but also for our listeners. You know, how do you make sure that your, manufacturing a quality product that isn't going to cause harm, that isn't going to have ill effects for the end user, especially since there is very little research done around a lot of it?
1: Gosh, you know, that is such a great question. And you know, when it comes to- Super loaded. I know. I'm like, (laughs) like, where do I start? Um, (laughs) So, you know, when it comes to manufacturing a quality safe product, again, that kind of goes back to the beginning of our conversation with working with quality and consistent certified extracts, knowing your extractor, knowing, um, you know, reviewing those third-party lab tests. But then also, you know, as a brand, if you are manufacturing this this yourself or working with a um, outside manufacturer, you know, understanding their process and procedures, what the additional ingredients are going in, you know, what their R&D process looks like as well. Um, and, you know, when it comes to research, you know, as you mentioned, gosh, you know, there are is not a lot of research out there because of prohibition. Um, right. So it does, you know, at times come down to, you know, doing some of your own research, whether that's online, whether that's, you know, gosh, looking into the research of Raphael um, mm. or if it's, you know, a, if it's purchasing, you know, if you can, um, getting some samples of some of these minor cannabinoids and things like that and, and playing around with them, um, you know, but it all really comes back to, you um, the passion for the industry and the passion for again, people's health and wellness is. so making sure that you are working um, with quality and consistent materials, quality and consistent manufacturers. And at the end of the day, you're, you're putting out a product that you know, you're proud of that you would give to you know, your mother or your grandmother. Um, and, uh, and moving forward as such to just help better the industry.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it I've, one of the things that I found interesting too about, uh, you know, starting with this industry and in the early days and now to where we are here, I never really quite knew uh, of all the research I've done. You know, I've, I've seen, um, different medical journals that have talked about, uh, you know, using CBD for this or that. And I mean, in these studies, they're using like 400 milligrams in a dose, and there's a lot of people out there that that's how much they have in like a bottle for like a 30 day supply. <laughs> so sure. all in all, I would say, you know, this industry tends to err on the, the lower side of the strength. And that, that's a key component when you're looking for CBD products and when you're developing CBD products, you know, the idea is to take as little as you need for it to be effective. Um, you know, this isn't just like an overload your system and and hopefully something sticks and works. You know, what we're trying to do here is um, activate our endocannabinoid system so that all the processes in our body can work properly. So some of the strengths that, you know, we started the industry with the 250 milligram, the 500 milligram, Mm -hmm. they've stuck. They've done really well. Those still tend to be, you know, standards within the industry, especially with people getting started. So it is definitely um, makes me feel good knowing that all the research that has been done before us, as limited as it was, was enough to really set the industry off straight and, and get us all going on the right path here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, those lower concentrations, that you know, they you, you're right, they have stuck. You know, I don't see a lot of like the 250s, 300s anymore, but they are still out there. And, you know, I think most brands have a 500, um, you know, and that's great because as you mentioned, it is really just about activating these receptors that, you know, may otherwise be lying dormant and just getting them to start, um, you know, reacting within our endocannabinoid system. And again, to your point, you know, Everybody is different, and that's something you know. When I'm talking to uh, clients, friends, family, etc., about products, you know, there are so many. Um, different aspects that go into, you know, finding the right, you know, dosage or, or mm. product for yourself, because there are so many factors, you know, your metabolic rate, your imbalances, your diet, you know, it, it, the list goes on and on. So what works for me might not, you know, might not work for you. And, you know, it, it, it really is again, trial and error, but it's mm. about, you know, trusting, you know, your either, you know, your sales associate or, you know, your, your you in, in particular, you know, and, and really just taking the time to experiment and really feel how, Um, you know, maybe minor or major changes are coming about and and adjusting from there. And and another point about dosage too, you know, CDD is is biphasic, meaning that it has, you know, different um, ways of working within our bodies at either lower or higher dosages. So again, you know, depending on, you know, the outcome that you're looking for, you know, a a small dosage may be just fine. And gosh, for a certain, you know, ailment or person, a high dosage may be just fine. So again, you know, like you said, trial and error and and really figuring out what works best for you, but you know, not, not giving up. I think that's the big thing with people who have tried products, you know, they may have been subpar, but at the same time, they might not have gotten the quote unquote effects they were looking for because they just, you know, weren't given the right information or they didn't take the time to really um, adjust um, within themselves and and kind of figure that out for longer than a day or two.
0: Yeah, that, that's been such a frustrating piece uh, as a manufacturer ourselves and selling product. You know, like you said, what works for one person is not going to work for someone else. So, you know, somebody will call and say, well, my cousin's using this every day and said it changed their lives. <laughs> and then, you know, you give them the same thing and they're like, well, it didn't do anything. <laughs> it's yes. like, well, every everybody is so different. And that, that is probably one of the more frustrating pieces of, you know, trying to, to help people because, everybody is so different. The way your body's going to process these things is completely different from, you know, my husband and I, perfect prime examples. We both take totally different strengths, <laughs> totally different products because yep. they, of the way that they work within our system. So, you know, it, it is one of those trial and error things. Luckily, CBD, minor cannabinoids, they're not anything that is bad for your system. It's nothing you can overdose on. It's not going to cause kidney problems, liver Correct. problems. I mean, you you really do just have to be able to be patient. And, and find what works for you as the consumer. So from a business standpoint, that is so frustrating sometimes <laughs> because it's like, I just want to make you feel what you want to feel so bad. <laughs> um, so let me switch gears here real quick and let's talk about the newest uh, you know, hemp derived cannabinoid that has really just taken the industry by storm, Delta 8. Okay. Delta-8-THC. So uh, for those of you who don't know, the major distinction between a hemp plant and a marijuana plant mm-hmm. is categorized by the government as 0.3% of Delta-9-THC, THC being the component that has the intoxicating or psychotropic effects that most people um, you know, uh, uh, familiarize themselves with weed smoking, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's what some people look for when they're purchasing products. And it's also what a lot of people try to stay away from for, for various reasons. Uh, but that's, that's what the government says makes the difference between marijuana and hemp-based products. So we've got this new cannabinoid that is, I mean, taking the CBD world by storm. Um, we sell Delta 8 products that completely eclipse a lot of our CBD products. Um, and the reason being is I like to call it a diet weed or weeds little brother, um, mm-hmm. because it Delta eight THC is just an isomer of Delta nine THC, but it is extracted from the hemp plant. It's synthesized from CBD and it does have that intoxicating effect. Uh, so how in the hell is this legal <laughs> first <laughs> off? And Can you tell us just a little bit about, you know, the the effects of Delta-8 and what that future looks like for CBD? You know, you even mentioned Delta-10 and THCO. (laughs) I haven't even gotten
1: into those yet. Uh, I haven't gotten too much into some of those, but gosh, you know, those are some of the new new, uh, compounds that I have been hearing a, a little bit about, and I'm sure, you know, people have been seeing about as well. Um, but gosh, you know, to your question, Delta eight, how is it legal? That's a great question. And, you know, I think in regards to the 2018 farm bill, um, you know, again back to that gray area there is a right. slight gray area in there in regards to the offshoots of any other cannabinoids isomers etc and so that's where people are finding that loophole because it is you know technically hemp derived it's uh, normally a conversion from cbd isolate and um you know i think because of its psychotropic effects you know they're You know, for me personally, I think there is a little bit of, um, worry just depending on, you know, how people utilize the product, you know, you always hope in good faith that, you know, it is for health issues, pain, sleep, et cetera. Um, but, you know, at times, you know, people like, especially when they hear, you know, diet weed or league weed and things right. like that, you know, I'm, I'm sure a handful of people have, have run out to try it for, you know, recreational use, Right. Um, you know, in the effects of Delta eight, um, you know, it is kind of a, a diet um, Delta nine, you know, it's a very similar compound, just a slightly different molecular structure mm-hmm. there. And I describe it as, you know, all of the positive effects of, um, Delta nine, but really without the paranoia, the anxiety that some people feel. So it's really more along the lines of relaxation and, you know, that body calm, but your mind isn't necessarily going the way a lot of people's does when they consume Delta nine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would 100% agree with you on that. Okay. Um, uh, uh, we love using Delta eight. I very sparingly we use it. Um, I, I fully believe in the therapeutic benefits of cannabis in mm-hmm. general from the Absolutely. hemp side, from the marijuana side. Um, I am of the mindset that all cannabis use is therapeutic, <laughs> um, whether you have psychotropic or intoxicating effects or not. um, so it it has been nice to be able to have something a little bit stronger. And you know one of one of the um I guess one of the bigger points of CBD that people kind of talk down about is well, I took it, but I didn't feel anything, you know, because people assume that they're going to feel something that they're going to have this response. Sure. Um, and Delta eight has really bridged that gap for a lot of people. You know, we have products that we do a one-to-one one one CBD to one Delta Mm eight, um, which CBD does work to counter counter, uh, uh, Act, some of the psychotropic or intoxicating effects of it. Um, but God, I mean, talk about therapeutic and just melting anxiety away and just Absolutely. the body just feels so much better. Uh, you know, being able to offer that, um, where you haven't had anything previously that has those intoxicating effects really does change the game for CBD business owners. I agree. You know, it
1: definitely has changed the game. Um, you know, the, the first time I tried a Delta 8 product, you know, it took maybe 20, 20-ish minutes to kind of start kicking in and I wasn't quite certain, you know, what to expect. But then that kind of, I always call it like that halo effect kind of came on mm-hmm. and I was like, uh-huh, this is a this is a familiar feeling because I, I, do, <laughs> I, I, I do enjoy cannabis myself. So it was a familiar feeling, but again, it was just it was an ease. There was an ease there, but also again, like you said, that, that anxiety relief, that kind of just overall relaxation without kind of that total, like, Oh, like that heavy effect. Yeah. Just the Mm -hmm.
0: stoned high feeling, (laughs) which there's a time and a place for everything. There absolutely (laughs) is. Absolutely. Um, well, if you haven't had a chance, uh, please go and check out American hemp distributor. Um, give us that, uh, website, Dallas,
1: Yeah, it's uh, AmericanHempDistributor.com.
0: Fantastic. Uh, You can go online, look at the different products they offer, and check out some of the education on these minor cannabinoids, Delta-8, all of the wonderful things that are inevitably the future of the CBD industry. That's Uh, right. Now is an even better time to remind you that today's episode of Startup Puzzle is sponsored by FullScale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Um, Dallas, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for taking the time to talk to us about American Hemp Distributor, about what you guys are doing in your lab, the future of the CBD industry and all of these fantastic minor cannabinoids. Um, You can go to CaseyHempco.com and check out some of the products that we've made with the fabulous uh, products that we do get from American Hemp Distributor. And Dallas is our sales rep and she's so great. And I'm so happy to have you on. So thank you so much. Um, In case you forgot, we did start our own TV show about entrepreneurship. So you can head on over to YouTube, search up Startup Hustle, and watch myself and fellow founder cast members share the real story of what it takes to start, build, and grow a business. I will see you guys next Wednesday where we bring more cannabis to the hustle.